Zaki races, two lengths clear. Think it over. Now he gets off heels. It's Zaki a length in front. Think it over's coming. Zaki in front. Think it over. Being lifted by Nash. Yes, got up. Think it over. Nailed Zaki right on the line. Inside the 200 over past to the leader. Boy, Private Eye. He's still coming the outside. Overpass from Private Eye. One is not just late on the scene. Private Eye going to overpass. Bob of the head. Yeah, Private Eye, I'd say, has got there. Mr. Brightside tanking up a length away. It's the race we wanted. 300 to go. Alligator Blood lets down now. Mr. Brightside Williams hasn't moved. Alligator Blood joined by Mr. Brightside, who lets rip at the 150. Mr. Brightside free quarters a length, alligator blood and comes clear, Mr. Brightside a mile marvel, what a performance where's Amelia's jewel, Lane hasn't pushed the button yet and she's running on, life lessons at the clock tower took the front, here's Amelia's jewel, about to let down hands and heels, Amelia's jewel up to life lessons who fights Amelia's jewel a neck, a half life lessons too good, too good Amelia's jewel a length, life lessons G'day punters and welcome to the Maccabi Diva Stakes Day Review Podcast. We've got your review team here. Myself, Ben Kaluza, your host, and Will Bot Alford. Bot, Mr. Brightside, he's now a four-time Group 1 winner. He's won an all-star mile. He's come back a better horse. Um, what else is there to say? He's an absolute ripper. Yeah, he's, he's probably stamped himself as the best horse in Australia upwards of 1,600 metres, maybe 1,400 metres. Mm. So... Yeah, one of our mates owns him, so exciting times. But um, yeah, it was one of the more frustrating days I've ever had betting. But um, anyway, no, it was a good day. Mr. Brightside won, so it was a good day, and we all enjoyed it. A couple seconds at six dollars and seven dollars is never easy, especially when they're oh, and the rest sick beats. Um, but yeah, I think Mr. Brightside needs to stop winning because uh, it's doing my liver no good at all. <laughs> massive weekend I think I went Friday footy watching Carlton win I was in absolute shock disbelief never thought we were going to win the whole game and then we just stole it there at the end so drinking Friday night Saturday silly Saturday and then backed it up again on Sunday Whew, I don't even know how I'm on a podcast it's, right now, but, uh, it's been a it's been a big big weekend anyway Shall we crack in to the review? Let's start with the Sofitel. Listed handicap for four-year-old plus horses. And we know Antino was the heavily supported favorite here. Starting $2.10. He did carry the top weight, but there was a fair bit of hype around him. Obviously winning, I think, seven from eight prior to this start. And current equal favorite for the two-rack handicap. But this was just an absolute disaster. And as soon as Jimmy Orman handed up the lead, that's a fine. Um, yeah, the luck just didn't come in the straight. What were your thoughts on the race? Well, he was a 10% firmer in betting. Um, so he was there to go. Um, the Manning Yard, he, he, he was obviously there to go in the Manning Yard. And um, yeah, he started 220 BSP. Uh, the problem was there was no speed on paper. Um, there was no leader and you saw that in the race he jumped cleanly and I guess with he had probably had instructions to to not give him a a, a proper run first up leading into a, a tour rack preparation and maybe even a bit more than that um, and he, he just probably just had that in the back of his mind and um, he handed up on him which is cost him the race obviously He's, he should have mm. won like there's no question about it he finished last 200 meters was what five above or something like that and he ran the second fastest last 200 meters he's missed a place um but he definitely should he definitely shouldn't have um yeah um i don't know if there's too much to follow really out of this race climbing star was quite disappointing um um yeah, Kalino's just pretty much run to form. Gawa's run to form. And Gawa's in great in great form, but he just he just keeps finding one better than him. And Detonator Jack, I just think needs um, a high pressure mile or or two thousand meters or something like that. Um, I don't know not what they're doing with him over twelve hundred meters and two thousand uh, and um, four hundred meters. But um, well, one thing I will yeah. say about him, um, I know they have only gone slow here, but three wide. 
the trip and there was a little bit of a headwind. So potentially that impacted his finish just a little bit. I thought he was still he was still decent, um, but I reckon they're going to they're go to the two-rack with him and sort of roll the dice. I wouldn't be fully dropping off him, but expect that Antino will have his measure next time around. Yeah, um, we did, we've done it again. We've got to talk about how the track played, but um, there was a there was a strong headwind. The wind was changing. It was it, the the direction of the wind was changing pretty much all throughout the day, and that's why there was the the straight races especially were just like very confusing and and hard to get your head around. Um, just just like with, they were like um, we'll talk about it in a second, but in race four. Um, barriers one, two, three, four, five, six were all first six in running, or or whatever. I think Arkansas kid missed it, but he had um, he had issues. But um, so like it, it, it was, and, and it, the, the couple races later they were coming down the outside fence. So I think it was there was a lot of wind, um, and, and it was it was in the straight in the circle races it was going um, across them when they were coming around into the home turn. So uh, it was. It definitely, uh, definitely affected the races on Saturday. Um, but the track played uh, well. I thought um, it was a pretty much a four, pre- all across um, the straight and and the circle. So um, yeah, the track played well. It was just standard for Leamington. Um, it was updated to a three, and I'd probably say that's wrong. Um, it pretty much played consistently all throughout the day. Yeah, sweet. Often they can uh, listen to the jockeys when doing yeah. these track upgrades the stewards mm. um, thoughts on we know the Antino ride was a shocker and he shouldn't have handed up the lead I'm not sure if the the horse did want to take the gap or if it is the fact that he had his had the whip in the wrong hand but anyway we're not out to slag Jimmy Orman I have a question for you though will he keep the ride in Melbourne going forward um, well didn't didn't Tony Gollan? He was reasonably, like he was defending him, wasn't he? I'd probably say that Tony Gollan told him not to lead. I guess. Mm. Ah. So maybe well, he's a good rider. I just can't be the instructions. Don't. Yeah, lead. I know. But <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to get in trouble, but they're not the the sharpest sometimes. Right. Anyway. We'll leave it there. We'll move on to race four. It was the Poseidon Stakes over 1,100 metres. King's Gambit was the heavily supported favourite. Um, I don't think he completely melted in the yard, but he's definitely a bit of a head case. Started $2.90, could only manage third, beaten 2.8 lengths, and it was down to Artro Nacho, who brought really good straight track form. Unlucky not to beat a, a, a filly named Exploring from the Godolphin Yard last time around. Made amends here. Uh, I'm Unstoppable was a horse that I backed. I thought he was held up a little bit, like all honours the winner, but I thought his run was full of merit. And these top two, look, I don't think they scream Coolmore winner, but they'll take their place in the race and that'll be deservedly so. Yeah, this just started my... <laughs> this, this is the perfect way to start the worst possible, most frustrating day I've ever had. Um Took eleven dollars Pivot City and they settled like twenty lengths off them on the wrong side of the track and took three forty King's Gambit starts two dollars seventy Betfair started two dollars ninety fixed so someone's had another like a stupid amount of money on it um, at like as as late as you possibly can like Betfair SP um, so yeah I, I don't know what you do with King's Gambit um, uh, from what I heard he was fine in the yard and he's grown up a bit. But um, he might not have grown up mentally. He he obviously um, was throwing his head about in in the in the pretty much the whole race, and um, he was in the right part of the track. Um, as I said before, the first five horses were drawn one, three, two, four, and six, and um, Arkansas Kid who drew five pulled up with um, uh, what's that thing called? Arctic fibrillation or something like that. Yeah, cardiac heart issue. Yeah, yeah, something um, like that. Same, same sort of thing. Heart issues. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what you do with this race. I think the 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 best horse in time. Um, 
might have finished seven lengths off them. I think Kandinsky Abstract has gone enormous again. Um, can someone tell Chris Waller that you don't need to give them 20 lengths when there's no there's no bend? Like, you don't need to snag them when you're going straight down the straight. Just just go forward. Like, he was... How far was he giving off? He was he was 11, 11 lengths off them at the 800 metres. You just can't do that. This was a very slowly run race, and he gave them about 12 lengths head start. So... Um, I reckon, I still reckon I'm tactics. unstoppable will be the best horse to come out of the race. Oh, he just seems, I don't know about him, he just seems like right place, right time. I think Kadinsky Abstract just gives me a, well, he gives me like a, um, like a home, not, not not like he's going to be as good as home affairs, but he gives like me a, he gives me a home affairs mm. or a Shinzo sort of improving all the time and just, yeah, they, they need to put him in the race for a yeah, start. Um, Pivot City, think, the market stamp team. He was he was eleven into. Um, he started five dollars twenty betfair SP. I think. Um, what do you do? Do you forgive? Just he wrong was part just of on the track? wrong. Yeah, he was the wrong side of the track, and he also gave them ten links head start at the eight hundred meters. You just mm. can't do that. It's just I, I just don't understand the tactics. And are we saying that was because obviously early in the straight they were winning on the fence side? Are we saying that is wind related or? Yeah, I'd say so. I think it was pretty consistent across the whole track. It was just that the um, the wind sort of fluctuated throughout the day, and um, at this time in race four, for whatever reason, it was just favouring. Um, it, it must have been coming across from left to right, so having cover on um, on the inside part of the track was obviously favourable, and, and like you can clearly see that through the the barriers. It's not it's not a fluke. Um, the horses. Oh, m- maybe it was that the horses drawn wide were also, um, like given stupid tactics. Um, like Pivot City, Cadence Actor were were all um wide and and they were giving him ten lengths head start. So you you can't do that. So I don't know. I think maybe Kadinsky Adstrap, um, or even Pivot City. Maybe they create a a betting opportunity next time. Um, because I think they might end up the best horses out of the race. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Archo Nacho, I, I just I, I know he's won here, but I just I just don't think he's any good. For mine, the riders won the race here. Like I'm going back and watching the replay now, and you can just see Ben Malum has done his best to keep Zach Spain pocketed, and from the eight to the six, Archo Nacho has run the fastest eight to the six of the entire meeting, and he did click him up a little bit just to keep. I'm unstoppable in that pocket. And then he shoots a length and a half clear of him and Spanos has to clip off heels. And for mine, it was just an outstanding uh, ride by a great senior rider in Ben Mallon. Yeah, well, yeah, it was a good ride, 100%. But um, I think it's right right place, right time for these for this horse especially. Uh, King's Gambit probably needs to be gelded. but Or if not, he just needs time. Mm. The, the market support for him, Pivot City, were... Like that, they mean something. It, it, it means something that were, the market's got that much of an opinion of him because the whoever's like the biggest of big people um, were on King's Gambit. He started twenty cents short of Betfair SP than what he did fixed odds. So it's telling. Um, yeah, his rating. Obviously, his ratings were obviously well clear of the pack, but I don't know if you can trust him right now. Like unbacked. Yeah, he's gone back on his form. He's got. He's he's taken a step backwards, so he'll he'll improve with racing. But um, and that's that's what he needs. He needs racing, just to, yep. to figure things out, I guess. Iron out those cracks. All right, let's move on to race six. The Captain Tibes, eleven hundred meters for the three-year-old fillies. She's all shenanigans. Has won the race at a big price, twenty-six dollars from Stretton Angel, five fifty. I think we backed it at eleven dollars, and Skirt the Law I backed as well. Started four dollars forty. So. Second and third behind She's All Shenanigans. It's a filly where I know quite a few people in the ownership group. Um, <laughs> oh, this one absolutely hurts a lot because she actually ran fourth, beaten five and a half lengths to King's Gambit on debut. And she's gone one way, just continued to improve. And he's possibly gone the other way. Uh yeah, this the, the pain continued. <laughs> um, 
it, I don't want to sound like a smart ass, but and I, I didn't back it, so like I'm not being a smart ass, but um, she's also Nadigan is probably a dumb price at thirty six fifty. Um, the win after starting what five fifty versus Charmstone and skirt the law. That's BSP last. Yeah, bet for SP. Um, versus um, skirt the law. I think she started like five. I can't remember exact yeah, price, but it was like yep. five fifty versus skirt the law and um, Charmstone and um, oh she was first up and and she didn't lead there, so they put her in the race this time and um, yeah maybe maybe that was a, a miss, but you know. I, was I think I think I was on the right horse, but I think she'll she'll be the best horse out of this race in time, Stratton Angel, and um, I don't know. There's been people bagging the ride, but maybe maybe it was could have. I don't know, but she's a nice horse, and oh, I just just hurts. <laughs> it should have won. <laughs> anyway, oh, it was Car. a painful day. Jamie. Yeah. Not going she's, she's the not riding a right now. Yeah, exactly. No, she's not. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. No. Um, Carter Hall, I was good from from left field. I guess Australia, I thought was found out. Mm-hmm. Um, and shows skirt the law a bit. I think she's just a not just a two year old, but she's she's not much better than what she's done. And, and Steel City, I was I was in the mounting yard with a couple judges, and they were saying she's an ant. Like she just hasn't grown. Mm. Um. Uh, yeah. So, um, tricky race to sort of analyze. Shred Angel's gone forward on her form, but I think she'll go. I think she can go a lot better. Um, she's the one to follow out of the race, hundred percent. A hundred percent. She like she settled seventeenth here. Like it's a massive field. Um, in a smaller field, I guess she can be a little bit closer to him and and maybe up in trip as well. I think. I think her resuming so late. Um, half gives me the indication that she she'll get a mile and, and I was talking to a couple of judges as well from the yard and they were saying she looks like a like a she'd get a mile so um, Look at she, you go. in with all the the oh, yard judges all the pros well I was just talking to them and, and they were saying like she she looks like a yard I mean a sorry a, a 1600 meter horse um so she could be well on track for a, a thousand guineas so that could be exciting because if she's this good over the 1100 meters she'll be very good over further yeah beautiful all right let's get to the group one the Maccabi davis stakes 1600 meters weight for age and mr brightside has proven too good here um a dollar 85 some people might have said it was too short but nope they got it bang on yet again um damien oliver has decided to lead this race 5.3 lengths slower than the all average benchmark to the 600 which means he was going 13.8 lengths slower than Group 1 average. Um, I know he has been suited in jog and dashes before, and potentially Alligator Blood isn't going as well as he was in the autumn and even last spring. But still, like, surely you just go a little bit faster. I'm not saying it changes the result, but I think we got it right. I don't think Damien Oliver is the right jockey for Alligator Blood. Um, Dean Watling said it, today on the radio and it got posted on Twitter and lots of people were saying oh no it's a fantastic ride fantastic ride no going slow on a leader does not mean it's a fantastic ride and I think people just need to get that in their heads yeah I, I get that but like he's he's when he's won his races he has taken advantage of them by going as slow as possible and, and not kicking this, this is as slow as he's really going. I thought he's well, he went pretty slow in the underwood didn't he and um, yeah, oh, yeah, not not this slow. run last year, and it was like, yeah, not, was not slow, this slow. But wasn't yeah. They they went really slow in the Underwood, but um, yeah, he, he has been able to pinch a couple. So I don't think the ride's stupid, but it's yeah, he probably could have gone a little bit faster. But um, he still runs second, and I don't think I think Mister Brightside's just a bit better. I think Alligator Bloods. He had surgery over over his break. Um, um, I don't know exactly what it was, but I remember seeing that he he had a, he had some sort of surgery in his legs so maybe he's lost a he's lost a yard and, and Mr. Brightside just continues to improve um mm. the sectionals are strong um oh obviously the sectionals are strong he's a really good horse and they've gone really really slow so you'd expect he he would come home really well um 
I get no indication that he that he won't stay two thousand meters um, for the Cox Plate. Like he ran the fourth fastest closing splits at um, in the Cox Plate last year, and people are. I think it's just because he's won so many races at a mile, and he hasn't he hasn't won one at two thousand meters yet. That's why people are so fixed on that he won't quite run two thousand meters. But I reckon he probably ran even further than two thousand meters. Um, uh, yeah, well, this race is a stepping point um, for a horse called Francesco Guardi, who's run an enormous last 600 metres, for him anyway. Um, he's run the fastest in this race anyway, the, the second fastest last 100 and third fastest last 200, against against horses that are sharper than him anyway. I think it's significant. Um, for some reason, Chris Waller took, took him so long to get to... 2400 meters and once he got there he exploded um mm. he's actually he's out of a half to trev who won two after triumphs so who would have thought um he's on track he, he, he was coming off a year but he is well on track to be um winning a Caulfield cup or pretty much whatever he wants i think he's he's a really nice horse and um yeah it gives me no indication he's he's like he has he, he's he's going well so He's healthy. He's he's racing well, so he'll be he'll be competitive in what he wants to go to. And Osipenko as well. He just wants further, and I think he wants a more genuine pace. So once he gets up to two thousand meters, maybe they even take him to a Caulfield Cup. I I doubt they would. Nah, this is the where interesting would they one go for one. Where where Waller are they going to take? He's so conservative with these sort of three year olds. He will not. Um, what is he? Four year old now. He's four year old now. Hundred percent. He's going to those sixteen hundred meter handicaps first I don't reckon That's he's going straight stupid. to 2,000 metres he's not good enough to win a Cox Plate and he's I don't know he'll go to the Epsom yeah what's going to the Epsom uh, Pericles the inevitable it's better than Pericles probably a little bit better than the inevitable maybe he's a chance in that I don't know what way he'd get he's won a couple he's won a group one hasn't he uh, yeah he'd be low mid 50s yeah 54 maybe 53 mm. and a half something like that mm. I go. I need to go check that yeah anyway um, yeah he's, he's going well he ran the fastest closing splits of that race so yeah, yeah. nice horse anyway it, it, it was a it was a fast school tempo so like it, there's not much you can really take out of it um, but yeah if anything Francesco Guardi moving forward is is on track yeah um, yeah, I don't need to say too much more. I back Mr. Brightside, and he's just an absolute marvel. He's done it off slow tempos. He's done it off fast tempos. His prep, um, he will be favourite in the King Charles, and a very deserving one at that. It's going to be interesting to see which internationals arrive and how they, what what sort of shape they arrive in. But um, yeah, he's just become completely bombproof. Ran the fastest last six hundred of the entire meeting, fastest six of the four, and that's where. He just starts to build up the revs and he absolutely drops them. Um, yeah, very impressive. And, and to see his gradual improvement through the Hayes boys who have handled him so well, uh, yeah, it's been something else. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Let's Elope. Group two, set weights and penalties for the mares. And Amelia's Jewel, WA's best horse. Could she be one of the best horses in Australia? Um, she's gone back to third last here. But she has enjoyed probably a nice run in terms of an evenly run race. She had a back to follow into the straight. Um, Damien Lane didn't really have to touch her, and she's put them away really, really nicely. Um, yeah, what are the heights for this mare? She's obviously going to the stock stakes next on the 29th of September at the Valley. That'll be a different, um, different setup than this. Yeah, it was an interesting race because they went pretty quick early and they, they really backed it off in the mid-race, which was interesting sort of decision. Um, that suits a back marker like her. Oh, yeah, like she she was giving him... How far? Um, she, Amelia's Jewel was giving him five at the 400 metre mark. It was pretty much all over after that. Um, yeah, if they if they really ran it, ran it along and, and continued the, the, the strong pace, I think she still would have won, but it maybe would have... I think I think we were more likely to see um, a little bit more from her because I think she would have won either way. Um, she she won this in second year. Um, the nice kickoff point. Um, 
she's pretty much just on her peak, if not a, a slight career peak. So, yeah, she's she's on track, and um, Damien Lane's riding her, and he's the best jockey in Australia at the moment. So, um, well, that's not. Is that a a debate? Do you reckon? Like he's, uh, he's riding in current form? No, probably probably not. No, he's like. He's he's very 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 good at the moment, and he's riding Sorry. the midweeks too. So if you find Damien Lane at the midweeks, you just just bet. Punting form last hundred runners, he's he's won twenty four races, so going at twenty four percent. His profit on turnover is forty point nine percent. The last hundred runners, proportional staking. Wow. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, not yeah, bad. she, yeah, she, she. I think she she's a miler, maybe maybe stretch stretch to get two thousand. Um. It's interesting because I, I don't know she she wants Cox Plate but they'll they'll probably go there so um she I think she's got a bit a bit more to come but I don't know how much more she's got but um it was a nice kickoff point it was just it'd be sick for you watching life lessons stretch Amelia's jewel after backing her last start hmm. well <laughs> I will just give a quick plug to the six day we actually made life lessons a one of our horses to follow last start after she was. Given, I'm going to say a poor ride. Um, no shit. She, she got Daniel Stackhouse here from Carleen Heffel, and she got an absolute dream ride. And she's run second here, five dollars fifty the place. So hopefully, a few punters chimed in there. And if they didn't want to just bet Amelia's Jewel, maybe take one of those crazy same race multis, and you might have got a bit more out of it. Um, one horse I just want to uh, highlight here. I thought it was a bit of a hidden gem from a long, long way back is Papillon Club. Um, she's run the fastest eight to six of the race, then hit a massive flat spot and then run the fastest two to the post again. So I think if she draws... Um, what does she draw here? She drew barrier 13. If she goes to the valley and draws in over the mile, she can find a right race. I think she's one to follow here. And given she had a $17 SP, perhaps we get half a price next start yeah mm. wake up what mm. <laughs> yeah I mean Millie's true was good and she's a good horse and a story yeah EOS alright the last race we're going to look at it's more sickness for bot is the Bobby Lewis group 2 1200 metres um, the leader Najem Sahail will be still sleeping like bot right now because he's gone 18.6 lengths faster than the all average benchmark to the 600 meter mark courtesy of Tom Stockdale like lightning splits Star Patrol um, has sat behind him well not behind him they were on other sides of the track but he has gone fast himself and with that 54.5 kilos um, glue on shoes off three trial wins he was ready to tackle this race and Ben Malm another outstanding ride he just got away from the field probably between the six to the four put three lengths on him and he's absolutely falling in a hole late um, going 14.2 faster the 600 then he just comes home zero for his last 600 on the all average benchmark so he was completely stopping and lent in on King of Sparta but protest dismiss um yeah, he's back to somewhere near his best, I would have thought. Yeah, I've... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I literally fell on the floor. Like I, And to make it even worse, they, 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 they made a protest, so it was like a glimmer of hope, and then a couple of minutes later it was thrown out, so I don't know. Um... Yeah, it was sickening. Like, if, if any of any one of my... I had probably four four proper bets. If any one of them wins, I win for the day. And, um... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, it was, I, I don't... I, the ride was fine. It was a tricky race because they went... It went so quickly. It was weird. Um, I don't know. I don't think Thomas... I don't know what happened with Najim Sahail. They went out, like, 19 above... Um, and Star Patrol sort of had the sit on him and he just sort of fell in, I guess, and King of Sparta sort of pulled the rest of the field up. So I guess King of Sparta's run to his best form and um, Benedetta was running on late, but um, yeah, she... Like, if there's any sort of 
I don't know. I think some people were thinking that she's real, real good. Like she's a Everest sort of horse. I think. Nah. She's not. Um, she was probably she was running on, but like she can run in a Manicaro though. I would have thought. Yeah, but she's not a, a Mooney Valley horse. No, potentially not. But I don't know if she's going to win a champion sprint when some of those big boys from the Everest come back to Melbourne either. So no, there'd be a Group Two race for her to win. She'll win. A, she'll probably if she keeps racing, she'll she'll win a Group One eventually. I think like a mare's mare's sprinting. She'll win the Sangster or something. The I Sangster thought. next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, she's a good horse. She's just not a great not, horse. Like some people probably have her up in lights. Yeah, oh, I think I had the right bet, but I just, just yeah, just anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, in terms of the weight for age ratings, like King of Spiders carried four and a half kilos more than Star Patrol here. What is the yeah. sort of difference that's coming up on um, Form King in terms of their so, weight for age rating? King of Spiders run pretty much to his form. So he's run a hundred and point seven, and and Star Patrol has run ninety seven point eight. So that's a bit below. Well, it's about a half length below his his best ever performance, but I think he was first up here, so he probably can improve on it. And um, I think the market support for him was um significant as well, um, mm. because because he was coming off the throat operation and and he, and he had glue um, glue on shoes off um, for the first time, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't want to talk about it anymore. Sweet. Well, one race I don't really want to talk about either, but I just want to quickly touch on it. Race five of the Exford Plate. Um, I had Legacies as my best bet. Got $3.20. And, like, to be blatantly honest, she's absolutely shit the bet here after getting the absolute PR, I thought. Any thoughts on what went wrong with her? Well, she was exposed to the headwind. That's the only thing I can really think of. Mm. Yeah, she she blew up the last two hundred meters. She she was exposed to the strong headwind, and it was a strong headwind. So, mm. um, maybe that was something. I wasn't she, there, so maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Yeah, um, Mojave Desert was well backed. Where did he finish fifth? Um, I thought he looked like he was going to win, but he didn't go on with it. Um, and King of Fighters was good off sort of nothing form. Um, it was a really good ride by. Um, Mark Zara on on Griff the winner, um, but yeah, I've, honestly, this this race is not much good. Legacies can improve. She's she's regressed on her form heavily from last start. So she's she's st- like she's run poorly here, but she's still got the McNeil stakes in in her. Like she's she's still done it, and she still did the Anzac Day stakes win. Um, yeah. So she's. Yeah, she's like she's she's not hopeless going towards a. She'll probably go to the thousand guineas, I'd imagine, and and Molly Nickers will go to the flight. I think is that right? Uh, I would say so. I'm yeah, not because I think sure. I was trying to I was trying to find out today. Yeah, because I think I think Legacies is a horse that'll improve with racing, and Molly Nickers is more more professional. Plus, uh, Legacies still looks Mo- like I'd have Molly Nickers in front of her at the moment. Yeah, me too. She she just seems more professional, but I think Legacies will be a better like a, a better mare in time. In time. Um so you're you're not saying that the the performance from Legacies puts any stink at all on the McNeil form? She just had a bad nah, one? No. Nah, no, no, it doesn't. Not at all. She had a bad okay. one. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for Melbourne. Mm. Let's go on to Sydney. Um Royal Randwick races five to eight. Let me just get this up. Um, let's start with track. Rail out seven. Probably an advantage to be inside. You don't. You didn't really want to be hooking out too wide. I would have thought. I don't know. You're telling me I wasn't watching the races at Randwick on Saturday. Yeah. Well, it was probably tempo related a little bit, but I, I do think. Probably closer to the rail was better ground compared to wide, wide. Um, and obviously the shortest way home where it's that sort of circumference of, of track. Yeah, Just it was, it was fine. a four all day. It was a four all day. Yeah, track. beautiful. Just Fine has come to Australia and he's... He? Yes, he, six-year-old Gowding, has gone bang, bang 
two massive wins um and this one was again like absolutely huge it sat on a fast tempo um where the race leader's gone 13 lengths fast to the 600 meter mark and you'd expect this horse to be getting really really tired late but he still had the tenacity to put in the four fastest four to the two and get away from him again and this is a massive rating in terms of punting form. This is 15 lengths above the all-average benchmark. I know there probably isn't that many... Um, actually, no, this is 2,000 metres. So I don't know what it's rated on the weight for age scale, but it's gone massive on punting form. Um, and this horse could be a potential Cups contender. Oh, it's gone on pretty good. Um, yeah, it's gone well. I don't know, maybe a Caulfield Cup. Um, I don't know what's going to go there, but... Um how many, how many, it's had two runs in Australia, um, improved about three, three lengths, maybe, or a bit less than that on its last run, um, and it was drunk to the line, so, um, probably, probably improve up to 2,400 metres again, um, I've seen it's been smashed in betting for the Metrop, so potentially uh, that might, oh yeah, that'd be race. right, yeah, so, it'll, it might just go and win that. Yeah, I'd we'll probably say so. Benno Rensek, and I love Benno. He's one of my favourite horses. Um, he was good again. Um, and Montefilia was probably a little bit disappointing. Um, yep, but at, at Wait for Age, she, she's giving four kilos to Just Fine with the mare's allowance as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, she, she, she was disappointing. But, like, if she comes to a Caulfield Cup... Again, like she, her, she was really good last year behind Durston. Probably should have won it last year, and she, she, she looks like she's on track again. Um, she just seems a few lengths off her very best form to me. Yeah, she probably is. How old is she? She's wearing the yellow colours as well, so that helps. Yeah, adds a couple kilos. Mm. Uh, she's now a six-year-old mare. Yeah, but she has been racing for. A, at least three seasons now, three and a half. Yeah, well, she was a top three-year-old, early season three-year-old. She won the flight stakes, didn't she? Yep, flight and spring and champion, the spring I champion. Say. Yeah, yeah, she did. All right, we'll leave it there. Just fine. He's a really nice horse, and he can go on and win a Metrop next start, or it might be the start after. I need to go look at those dates. <coughs> the T-Rose, 1,400-meter group two for the three-year-old fillies. Speak about good horses. Tis Invincible is exactly that. Um... She has strung two together now, um, and she is proving to be a very valuable filly by I Am Invincible. Um, she's beaten Kamachi again here, out to 1,400 metres. I was not 100% sure how strong she'd see it out, but, gee, Kamachi sort of half-loomed, and Tis Invincible just put her to the absolute sword again. W wins by one and a half lengths. Um... In terms of punting form, they've gone slow and they've got come home just okay. So I don't know. I don't know if you can just stamp her, as in she will just go and win the flight stake sixteen hundred meters next start. But it'll be interesting to see what comes up from Melbourne to tackle her. Um, yeah, she she was good. Um, she's out of a half to Animo, which is interesting. Um, so may, maybe she can get further. Um, and she she keeps winning, so you. She was strong last 400 metres. Um, yes. Yeah, it reminds me of Dame Giselle in Hungry Part a couple of years ago. Um, Dame Giselle just kept on winning like every time they stepped up in trip. Um, Tropics of Squall was interesting because she was so firm in the market um, and she didn't... Um, like she, off, off Coming off Wednesday form, um, she looks like a... She's by a prized icon, I'm pretty sure, and she looks like she further. she'll get a sorry. She'll get further. Yeah, she'll she'll get she'll get a trip. So maybe the the Oaks in time. Summer loving. Is, I've always had an, half an opinion of in French Emperor Endeavor that both of those two horses have run on again. And Summer loving keeps running on, so you'd, you'd want to see her put into the race. But um, she looks like a nice um Philly and and Tuta La Vida. Um, was really good as well. Um, mm. There was a, there was a bit of can follow. Yeah, there was a boom on her. She she keeps going at big prices, so maybe you get a price on her next time. And um, she does have ability, so yeah, like she's at eighty one dollars here. 
They were always going to sneak barrier 13, taken back to near last. Come home mm. really strong. Uh, what did she run? Fastest four to the two of the race and then second fastest only behind French Endeavour to from the two to the post. So she's run a good race. Um, you can follow her. She'll go up to 1,600 metres as well, I would have thought. Yeah. All right. Race seven. The seven stakes worth seven figures, million dollars. And Think It Over and Zaki, the old boys have battled this out here. Um, although I got this race horribly wrong, it was a spectacle to see Think It Over return from an injury and, and beat Zaki, who's just been an absolute marvel, so consistent. Fangirl got into a hopeless position. She actually ran a 10.52 split from the 400 to the 200, so she can't really do much more, but uh, I guess a bit of a victim of barrier, not enough tactical speed early. And Oh, well, that's not Karen's, true. What, she, can, she, she can take she, off a position. But they're stupid. But they go back... Um, and get James McDonald back on her. Thanks, Wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she's a good horse. My Oberon's going to win something eventually at big odds. Um, he's going really well. Fe- uh, Fireburn was sneaky good. Um, yeah, this race is just like... What do you even make of this? Because... They've walked. They've walked, and think it over was good, but um, he was in the right spot. Zaki's... He, he, he's lost a yard or two, but he, he like he's he's still going to keep taking advantage when, like, up in Sydney when he's racing four or five Chris Weller horses and they all draw wide and and he's going to give them six lengths head start like it's like a, a cheat code of winning Group Ones because you just like if you're half decent you can't just rule him in so. Um, yeah, Fangirl couldn't do any more. You don't go any faster than what she did between the four and the two. Um, she'll win something if she draws inside. Um, and my Oberon, will, maybe he's on track for the Epsom or something. He's he's going really well. Zarek was good too for further. Um, yeah, and, and Huyamel stayed on well through the line. And he wants, maybe he's a Caulfield Cup horse. I don't know what price he is in the futures markets, but um, he looks on track for something. And he he ran second in the Epsom Derby, so he stays and he's a good horse and yeah. Yep. Um so I wanna go to the King Charles market. Mr. Brightside two eighty, light inventory six dollars, fangirl seven dollars, Amelia's jewel nine dollars, think it over nine dollars, Zaki eleven dollars, alligator blood fifteen dollars. Do you think that is pretty fair at the moment? Because that's where some of these will likely go. Fangirl oh. probably the pick. No, I- I don't know. You just you couldn't back anything in, in that. Market, no, I'm not saying to, I'm not saying to bet, but in t- oh. in terms of the order they they're in. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it, it will be interesting to see how early some of those older boys come down to Melbourne. Um, I'm not sure if Zaki is following the exact same path he did last Zaki year. Zaki should of, be in the Underwood. He'd win that. Maybe. I think without a fight, it's pretty good, but he is first up, so we've also got Attrition, who's up and running. Um, and Alligator Blood, will Oof, he back up? Attrition. Oof, Attrition. He's one of my favourites. Getting, getting you a bit horned up, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Especially right, let's move for on. The, the race he's potentially being set towards. Yep. Allegedly. We might, just, uh, we might let the news breakers break that, but um, yeah, we'll move on to the shorts. 1,100 metres. And another horse who has returned from a few problems is Private Eye. Um, wow, he's gone around at $11 here. Natural Willa has got him nice and forward in the run from Barrier 9. I thought he was going to get be further back than this, so I sort of thought, nah, he'll get back and run on. So I backed Overpass and In Secret. At the corner, I'm thinking Overpass, yes, kick away. And then Private Eye, just given... The absolute gun steer. They've gone very slow here, and he's come home 14.6 lengths above the all-average benchmark. Um, massive. He's run the fastest last 600 of the entire meeting. Just a huge return, and he stamped himself. He's got an Everest slot, and he's one of the key players now. What's he for the Everest? What price is he? Do you know? I think there was still some double figures around. 
Oh, well, yeah, but it, like, he he ran second in it last year when he was right. He obviously was a bit off in the autumn, um, and he was off the map to win an Everest last year, and um, and was probably unlucky not to win. Um, so yeah, all this, all this, like this is a farcical race, but all this does is just tell me that he's that he's healthy and he's back in back in form. You you can't have any strong opinion off a race that's been run like this. Like it's it's honestly a joke to have the horses this fast going this slow. It's like like you'd see these sorts of sorts of um, paces out at like Bansdale or something. Um, <laughs> oh, Bansdale. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I guess like they don't want to bust them up because they're all being set for the Everest I guess so um, overpass is good um, it's not, there's no um, really on pace sort of horse in the Everest so that makes it half interesting for him if he gets overpass will get a slot 100% yeah so, um, so will Buenos Noches oh he's he's the horse for like he, he's improving still um, and he, he just looks like he's he's set to run a massive Massive number. He he. Tell you what horse he reminds me of. He reminds me of um, like a horse like Pierrada or or mm. like Santa Ana Lane, just like improving as, big, a, as an older horse. horse. Yeah, sort of reminds me of a horse like that. In secret, um, she's she's beaten here, but this this isn't her race. Like she's a she's a horse that's high pressure, um, high pressure twelve hundred meters, and plus the last two preparations, um, James Cummings has got a to peak third up I don't think it's a matter of her being third up I think it's just when when James wants her to go um and she's she's obviously being set for the Everest so she'll be yeah I know Coolmore run and um the Newmarket win they were both run well above average from memory yeah and like there's there's no set leader right now anyway for the Everest but when you put how much is it How it's like it's 20 million now isn't it <laughs> Overpass leads the Everest. I'll put a thousand dollars on it at a dollar twenty. Yeah, I know, but but like when you put that much money for for a race, like it it enforces pace. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So th- it'll be it'll be. Run you might not be as it might not be high pressure in relation to the last couple of years, just because it won't have Nature Trip and Eduardo. But it'll be it like yeah. I I guess Redzel. Um, um, won a couple uh, low pressure Everests, but um, yeah, maybe he could um pinch an Everest, maybe, but overpass, um, no, nah. maybe. Remark remarks found his level. Hawaii Five O needs further. Ruthless Dane was good for all race less than this. Marzu was poor, and Blossomrani's gone. Yep, to probably agree with all of that. Um, <coughs> for Marzu to figure in the finish and an Everest do think he appreciates a bit of giving the ground all right i reckon that is it anything else um just the last race in in um in melbourne um horse called abafaldi boy oh um i'd imagine he's being set for a caulfield cup and he was enormous he's run a career peak first up He's by so you think. I think he's. I can't remember what he's related to, but he's. He's related well, and he's and he's run a like a like a good career peak first up. I'm over a distance short of his best, so. Um, yeah. Once he gets it to 2,400 meters. Um, Is he Caulfield Cup bound? Oh, I'd say so. He he ran in he ran like, really well in both derbies. Like he. Yeah, third in the Victorian Derby and third in the SA Derby. Yeah, and he was given poor rides in both of them, so yeah, he's on track. Um, and Carini, obviously, as well. How was uh, the money for this horse? Yeah, it was strong late. 260. Like, real late, too. Like, they just, like... Because it, it was always between Devoted and Carini, but the last sort of five minutes in betting, they just, like... It was just all plunked on Carini. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Weights moral, a lot of people were saying. I am dirty at myself that I didn't tip it, but I ended up having something small on it uh, right at the death. I think Dicko marked it a dollar ninety. Did he? Oh. Yeah. So he got that right. one bang on. 
All right, I think that's it. Have you got anything for the punters Wednesday or looking oh, forward yeah, to I was this week? Gonna, um, Wednesday, I don't know if he's still. I've backed, I've, I've backed Alpota del Sol in race number three. I think. Alpota um, del Sol. I think they were betting five fifty before. Uh, no, they're not anymore. But um, I think he should be favourite around like three fifty. Race two, race two, Sandown number two. Yeah, and I've also backed um, Basilina in that race, so. Um, yep. That's something for the punters. Two sort of hype horses. Race three, number one, Hedged. And race four, number one, Poison Chalice. Thoughts on both of those, them, if they take their place? Um, yeah, I'm surprised Poison Chalice isn't odds on for like a hype horse. He yep. could looked a bit better than those. Um, and Hedged is probably about... Well, I haven't done the race properly yet, but 230 seems fair for coming off a... Of, what do you run third or fourth in the um the vein? McNeil. 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 Yeah. yeah, good run. Mm. I'm not sure if he's definitely accepting that, so it'll just be interesting. He's got to give uh Honor Galore who won on debut three and a half kilos at the weights, but probably justified off their form so far. Mm. Alright, I think that's it. This week it is the Underwood Stakes at Caulfield. Last year was at Sandown, but they reverted back to Caulfield. It features without a fight, alligator blood. And attrition. We'll see you back here on Thursday night to do the preview. Cheers. See ya.